Welcome back to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I'm your host, Coco, aka Katrina Smart. Every episode, I'll be having real conversations with the people who inspire me. We go deep and we go there. And I've got my girls with me. This podcast is co-hosted by two of my friends who I happen to also work with. Cleo is a kick-ass producer and a problem solver. And Pilar is an insane director and social media manager. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we enjoy having them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Conversations with Coco and Friends. We have sound effects. Papetta be sick of us. <laughs> Today we're going to talk all about red flags, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're all pretty used to social media doing a great job of highlighting some serious red flag behavior. Over the past month, your social feeds have likely been bombarded with literal little red flags. Like it or not, red flags can be spotted everywhere, which is why this social trend took off like wildfire. So what's the best way to spot a red flag, you ask? The best indication was you wondering in the first place whether it was a red flag or not. We know red flags can be tricky to navigate and even harder to identify when you're immersed within the situation. So today on Conversation with Coco and Friends, we want you to have a listen along and see if you can spot any red flags that exist in your friendships, relationships, and even in your workplace. Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the fairy one. (laughs) We do have an air horn though, guys. So wait for that. It's Mm -hmm. coming. (laughs) When you think of red flags, we immediately think of dating and relationships, but... The truth is they are everywhere. That being said, red flags don't have to be viewed as negative. They're often an opportunity to alert you to get out of a potentially more toxic situation. So ladies and the few gentlemen that are listening, when it comes to friendships, oh, actually, this is to you guys. So ladies, when it comes to friendship, what is the red flag you quickly identify and how do you shut it down? I feel like there's so many inside my head. I just have to really think about what are the red flags with normal people. And I'm like, Meh. I mean, we can start with, cause I feel like we've all been on the other end of this of someone who literally messages you only when they need something. Mm-hmm. Like we've all been on the other side and it's like, Hey, how are you? Or people won't even ask how you <laughs> yeah. are. They're like, no. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I'd rather you almost just come to me with your ask as yeah. opposed to being like, yeah. How is uh, how's this? it going? Da, da, da. <laughs> okay, so I need a favor. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm, I hate that, and you, I feel like we're Gem. Shout out to Gem because they don't even say it. like "Good morning." They don't say yes. anything. Like I need you right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to describe this, but like you know when someone is like trying to set you up to find out like almost what you're doing so they can trap you into something. Like so, instead of just saying like "Hey, um, I need X, Y, Z." They'll be like, oh, well, like, what are you doing tomorrow? And like, they're asking you in a way that's like positioned as curiosity, like a normal conversation. Yes. But really, you're, you're like, no, no, they're going to drop something on you. That's like such a red flag to me. If you need something, then just ask for it. But mm. don't try to position me to trap me to be like, oh, I know you have this free time or whatever. So can you? Oh, that kind of like if there's an, like an event, what are you doing Tuesday at 4.30? And you're like, why? Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. When Hate they that. just heard there's an event Tuesday at yeah. 4.30, how the fuck do I get invited? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate that. Asking to be invited somewhere. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> that is so awkward. Please don't do that, people. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's weird. Mm-hmm. 
If you weren't invited, then you weren't invited. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. (laughs) I can't. So I guess like obviously in friendships, super important to keep it one hundo. But a big red flag is someone who constantly criticizing you. But let's be clear, not in a constructive way, because there's a, a really big difference. So I guess how do you guys keep your friends in check while still allowing them to feel like you're open to criticism? Ooh, big question. I don't know. That's really hard. <laughs> I, it's I so circumstantial. Yeah. I feel too like. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not the kind of friend who, unfortunately, I would like to be able to advocate for myself more, but I'm not someone who's like, this is how you should treat me. I don't know. I know. For me, I, that's why I have problems. No, I was about to say, I find it like uncomfortable if you're in like a friendship situation and you're, you almost protect your own Sorry, you protect their peace by not... By not saying anything? In certain circumstances where you're like, no, like, that really bothered me. Cleo's very good at this. <laughs> that is like, definitely Actually, not my problem. <laughs> um, Cleo, give us some yeah, tips on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on how um, to be more direct. Setting boundaries, like, no, being direct. So we got you. Yeah. So honestly... One of the big things, and I talk about this a lot, is that we're, we as people are super concerned with not making someone else uncomfortable. But the problem is they've, if they're the ones making you uncomfortable and you're, you have the space, you should have the space to say that in a friendship or a relationship. And when someone tries to turn it around, cause you know, if I say that, like, if you've made me uncomfortable, Pilar, and I'm like, Hey, I don't like the way you spoke to me. And then you respond with like, well, you're just being sensitive. <laughs> that doesn't work for me because you started this like you made me uncomfortable and now you're mad that i'm calling you out on that and what happens in these situations is that other people feel uncomfortable so then it makes me the bad guy and and in those situations i just usually stop because like for example i'm really big with like how we speak to each other so there's two things that'll happen if someone's talking to me out the side of their mouth if i if i love you and i don't want to escalate i will just stop the conversation and exit or if someone is doing that, I'll just stop them. And what my favorite phrase is, what we're not going to do, <laughs> what we're not going to do is talk to each other like this. So turn it down to a two or like, let's just take a break until you yes. can talk to me in an appropriate way. And I focus it on the idea that like of how I treat the other person where I'm like, I don't ever speak to you this way. I don't communicate with you in this fashion. This doesn't make me feel good. And I want, I don't want to be talked to like that. So let me know when you're ready, you know, and in my experience, like one or two times of doing that with someone, they won't do it again. To you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> one or two times you fucking slash somebody. <laughs> they're not going to they won't. And I think about it now, like people don't really behave like that with me anymore, but mostly because they're scared. I'm going to say something, which I will. But do you find that 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 person stops being your friend? I mean, I mean, not really. I think they're just way more mindful of how they deal with me because the like consequence for that is swift like and i'm usually someone who will say something on behalf of someone else too where i'm like why why are you talking to anybody like this and so it i think it just puts them on manners so if they don't want to be my friend because of that well that sounds like a you problem yeah (laughs) if you want to be my friend because i have a boundary or because you and i only wish to communicate with you in a certain way because i communicate with you that way then like literally double thumbs up not thumbs up middle fingers up Yeah, boundaries are a really interesting thing that I'm in my old age, I'm starting to realize are very important. (laughs) But it's like I have all these anxieties about the like how someone else is going to feel about it. Ugh, it's so hard. Tiring. It's and then you're like, how does one set a boundary? And then you're like, no, I'm trying to stick to it. Like, or when you set a boundary and someone breaks the boundary, and it's like, I don't know, I attract these kind of people. I 100% attract these kind of people. I'll be like, no, um, please leave me alone for a little bit because I need to process it, and then the person will like show up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I've set, so it's hard for me to set a boundary, and I feel like if you know me, you know that. And then if I set a boundary and the person oversteps the boundary, I feel like it's just cause to lose your shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how come I have to stay calm all the fucking time? You so don't. You, <laughs> you don't. But we've like- had this talk before because you were just like, maybe it shouldn't get to the point where you lose it. But I think that that's the thing. I've set, I, I've worked hard, I've set it, and then the person still pushes it. Yeah, you know? there, there's definitely a point where you have the, the space to lose that boundary. But in my experience, what happens with you is you get upset over something that's entirely different, but it's actually them. They don't even know that it's the boundary thing because you like, it's like my mom used to do this. She would be like, she'd hold everything inside. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like washing a dish. I remember. And I actually like, clank the dish together and she's like, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. But really, she was just mad about a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So that's where you, yeah. I think that's not okay. Yeah. But you're talking about people who like, it's very hard because people will continue to fuck with your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you do have the right when they fuck with your boundaries to like swift and fierce, like mm-hmm. un, unyielding. And, but you have to apply that in my opinion, that behavior has to be applied every single time without fail. And that's what's tiring. You know, it's like being the bad guy with your kid all the time. You're like, I don't fucking like fuck off, but you just have to hold them there. You have to be like, I'm not going to do it. And you can't pressure me into doing it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. You feel that way. <laughs> No, I love, I feel like Coco once said to me, she was like, you're the only person who can say no. She's like, people will continue pushing you yes, and, until you say no. Absolutely. And I'm like, like mind blown. Cause it's like, it's, it sounds so simple, but you are the recipient. Like you're the one who keeps giving, giving, yeah. giving. The second you say no, it's like, oh. yeah. And they won't be happy about no, it. And no. I'm only, I only said that to you because I fucking, uh, I'm always in that situation. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, I need to practice a little bit more of what I preach, but. But it's hard. Yeah. It and, it's, and it's time consuming because it takes people a long time to learn. And when you remove something from them that they're accustomed to having, it's like taking a fucking rattle away from a baby and the baby's like, no. Nah! And you're like, sorry, bro. And then you got to listen to the baby cry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at in my life right now. Like I've been when you're, it's almost like a pushover. Like when you're, you like allow mm-hmm. for things to happen because you're. Because you're agreeable. Yeah. And you're yes. chill. Like, I, I was yeah. like, I'm not going to say easygoing. No, it's agreeable. Agreeable is okay. Yeah. Agreeable yeah. is a, a life skill that, that people need to have mm-hmm. at some level. Like, but it's like when you're agreeable and you fucking say no, the, the reaction is visceral from mm-hmm. people who push. From, and I'm, I attract salespeople. It's weird. Like people who are really good at sales, a lot of them are my friends. And so when you're a salesperson, you're also a salesperson in everything mm-hmm. you fucking do. Amen. Right? So then it's like, it's always a pitch. And yeah. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I can't hear another elevator pitch <laughs> about how we're spending our fucking yes. Thursday. Oh my song, God. Okay. <laughs> I said, I don't want to go to the nightclub. <laughs> I don't know how. how I'm I, going what, to my but, room. Yes. You know what? That's like, and that's, I get that. Cause that's such make work and I fucking hate make work. Do not ask me what I want to do and then tell me we're not doing it. Just oh. tell me this is what we're doing. Exactly. I'll probably go along with it. I'll be like, okay, cool. But that's when I get mad. And it's like when people are like positioning something and I have a number of friends who do that and I will stop them as soon as I, st- even in like simple conversation, I can see them doing it. I'm like, don't do that. Mm. Get land the fucking plane and tell me what you want right now. Because if you do it this other way, I'm going to, Burn the city to the ground. We had, this is like a real life experience. We were um, somewhere last week and Jimmy says to me, where do you want to sit? And I said, inside. And he said, where do you want to sit? Again, no, like, where do you want to sit? And this is what he does. Like, he's asking me the question because he doesn't want to sit inside. And I'm like, and I know he's doing it, but Cleo's there and she doesn't know that this is happening. And she's trying to be like peacekeeper and be like, well, well, you know, let's sit over here, like being nice. And I look at him and I'm like, let's just sit exactly where the fuck you want to sit because I'm done. And he's like, why do you got to get so so angry? I'm like, because you know exactly what you're doing, sir. We literally escalated. I was like, oh, God. God. But that's where like I'm like I'm working. I'm working through those things, but also with people you've known for a very long time Mm -hmm. and they know exactly what they're doing. Yes, Yes, exactly. But now that's good. Like, at least you're calling. And that's the the point is now you're calling it out Mm -hmm. and. You're not allowing the person to like, and it's not, this is many situations it's been, but you're not allowing someone to manipulate you. Yeah. Trust it is not only to me. <laughs> yeah. Because that's Everybody exactly what happens. And like, I also think it's important for like, for other friends sometimes when you're seeing something like that happen to say something too. Like, you know, if I see someone's like trying to fuck with Pilar, I'm the first bitch that's like, stop it. Yeah. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. or like, even on work calls, I'm like, mm, that's actually not going to work for us. But here's what we will do. <laughs> I turn off camera. I'm like, <laughs> I literally, I'm like typing a clip. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Get it, babe. Off camera, I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everyone needs a pit bull. This always comes down to our communication. It does. When it's like, literally, for example, last week, someone was telling us what we had to wear to an event. <laughs> We all were kind of like, we're not going to wear that. But Cleo, of course, yeah. was like, actually, we are not going to wear that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so yeah. simple when you yeah. just 
Yeah. But people don't, especially from women in a corporate setting, like people don't like to hear it. Yeah. Uh, a woman that feels like a man, for sure. A man who is in a position of power doesn't like to hear no from a woman. Mm-hmm. But a woman who feels like they're also a higher level than you does not like to hear no from a woman yes. who's, who they presume lower than them. But it's like you you don't have autonomy over me either. And there needs to be an, like it's like when people hire us to do an event or something and they want our creative. Mm-hmm. But then they really don't want our creative at all. And I'm like, yeah, thank you for wasting our time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the solution in my experience, too, is just in how you frame something to somebody too, not asking for permission for things or like. And as a woman, I've learned, like, we can't communicate like men do in the corporate space, period. just doesn't work. Because then everyone's going to be like, you're a bitch, you're this. Even though it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Fuck the patriarchy. But what I have learned is that if you communicate like a woman, it actually works better. So stupid things like putting a smile on your face when you tell somebody, I'm not going to do that. Or you start it with like, yeah, that's absolutely no problem, but here's what it's going to cost. And then you do it with a smile on your face. That changes everything. And that's how I'm like, how you can finesse it almost too. Yes. like getting into places or like doing what you're doing. I'm like everything I ever finessed in my life is because I just told someone I was going to do it. I didn't ask them a yes or no question. I said, Oh my goodness, here's what's going to happen. Thank you so much. And they're like, Oh, okay. Because they're too scared to say exactly. Back. You just leave them with no choice. Yeah. Um, back on our boundaries. Do you guys find it difficult, especially with your close circle? I know we all have our own shit going on. But when you're dealing with friends, how do you differentiate between someone who is going through a hard time and needs that extra support or is just straight up selfish (laughs) and lacking self-awareness? It's hitting home. You tell me. (laughs) Cleo, this is a tell-all for you. Go ahead, Cleo. I am audience. Go ahead. Um, That's a great question. I think... um, I don't know. I'm a. <laughs> were you trying to make give us like very, a pew, 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 or oh, wait, where's our second last one on the right? That oh no, we lied. No, it's that's the last what one. I know. But this is what Cleo's gonna give some knowledge. Oh. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Um, I think that it's a tough question and it's tough because I, I personally think I'm a long suffering person until I'm not. So super patient. I'll talk through something 56,000 times with somebody, but what the boundary becomes is about like my values. So if I'm talking through something with you a million times, because I know nobody changes overnight, like we all have to learn, we need support. But if you show no change in something or no desire to change, um, and you just continue to do the same thing over and over again, that's when I will literally say, we're not going to talk about this anymore because you're choosing this is what you want to do. I'm not your mom. I can't force you to do it. You have autonomy over yourself. But now, like, what you're doing is fucking with my vibe. So you just go do what you want to do. But don't talk to me about it at all. And that and that's a hard boundary for someone to set. I just know that it, it's within, like, my values as a person because I'm, I know if I keep doing this with this person, I'm literally going to punch them in the fucking throat. But wait... Back to the question, like, how do you differentiate that from like, like someone who needs support and someone who is just a victim, essentially, or complete, like it always comes back to them? I think by asking questions to the person, that's, I think that's really important is like, and don't ever assume anything that someone's saying to you. So ask them questions. And then I think if the person is someone who like can take an action, constructive criticism, that's when you know that they're trying. 
So if they're never taking any feedback you're giving or being critical about how they're behaving, that's when I'd write them off. Hmm. But if they are taking that feedback and trying to change, and you can see that if you know the person well, you're going to be watching them do those things, then like your patience for that person should, should be much longer. And yeah, I think that's the easiest way to do it. Cause I don't know if that's shit's red flags. If you can't go to your friend and say like, Hey, this behavior is like problematic or here's what I'm thinking or whatever. And they're like, nah, fuck you. Did it like be gone then. <laughs> Let's talk about ourselves. <clears throat> Tell me about when you feel you may have exhibited some red flag behavior in a friendship and how you remedied that or what you're doing to work on it currently. Red flag behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of red flag behavior. Oh, wow. <laughs> You'd have to ask somebody who's my friend because I think it's so subjective about what it is. Like, it, it depends on what the person's shit is, right? Um, I feel like sometimes I'm, like, inconsistent keeping in touch with oh, people. That's me too. When we have so much going on, yeah. it's like, you're like, oh, give me a minute. Like, mm-hmm. and you just take your sweet time answering because we have like our list of yes. things in front of us to do. But I feel like just getting better at like sending the text back in a timely fashion. Just little things that mm-hmm. obviously mean a lot to people. Yeah. I think I can like, if I'm like fed up with somebody or in like a mood with someone, then I literally just re- like become a recluse with them for mm-hmm. sure. And I do that because I'm like, I'm good at self-processing. So I'm like, I just need to like process my own shit and then I can come back to this relationship. But I know that that's not received well on the other end. And that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I don't want to deal with this right now. And But that usually happens with people who aren't open to receiving stuff either. So, like, it's such a catch-22 because I wouldn't do that with my normal friends. Like, if you're pissing me off or we're not agreeing on something, I can talk to most people about it. Yeah. But as a person, I know they're not going to receive it well or understand or even be willing to. I'm like, meh. You're yeah. like, I cannot yeah. deal with this right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would just rather not um, engage socially a lot. So I hold off a lot on that, even with family. And I know that. And I know it ends up being fine when I actually do it. But it takes a lot out of me. And our job is far more social than I'd like it to be. So it's like, you know, my battery is always low. So I think, you know, I'm there for friends. And when I'm there for friends, it's like over the top and there. But then I, then I disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like more on your reclusive thing for sure. I can, I can, um, say that I do that as well. Uh, but I also, uh, I, I don't know if this is, maybe this is, this is a red flag. I let people kind of say really fucking shitty shit to me. And then like, I don't even know how to respond to it in the moment. And then I leave, I guess, cause I'm so, I don't know how to say this in any better way. I'm used to people kind of having a lot of judgment around mm. me or like, you'll see something on one of my stories and you'll think, you'll assume that I'm doing all this stuff and not doing it with you or like, you know, I'm not making you time, but it's most of the time it has something to do with my job and what we do for a living. Like we fucking do events, Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're in NPR. It is not fun. It's fun, but, mo- but not most of the time. Eighty percent of the time, it's not fun. My feet hurt. I'm tired. Um, I've talked to sixty-two people. I'm covered in germs, and I want to go to sleep. You know, I don't want to drink. I don't. So that kind of thing. Um, but then people assume because they see that one piece of the highlight reel. Oh, must be nice. Like you're you're always doing this with see? that, and that's a fucking red flag. Sorry, yeah. in other people, like that's why I have a problem with but, this. But my thing is that. In that moment, I should shut it down. Mm, I should fair, say, fair. like, hold, hold on. on a second. It is not, it's like our other podcast to- topic about social media. Yeah. All that glitters is not gold. It is not real. And I try very hard to tell the real mm-hmm. truth about it. But I don't want to cry on my fucking Instagram. So give me a minute. <laughs> we keep you know? it balanced. Yeah, we know? Keep it balanced. <laughs> but like you guys should all know by now, it's not, it's, it is a highlight reel. But that catching it in the moment, mm-hmm. addressing it yes. without getting so um offended emotional mm. like into a big fight like just say you know i really don't like that you said that yeah. and i want you to know the truth and if you want to hang out with me more than you can ask me too because mm-hmm. what happened in my previous life i was the i'm a planner mm-hmm. because we plan events now and i have a child and a husband like that's enough 
So I don't need to plan everybody's weekly dinners and everybody's weekly drinks and everybody's Mm -hmm. yearly vacations. And now that I'm not doing that, there's like this void where people are thinking like, you don't care. Wow, that was long winded. Sorry. No, but it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, And at least you're digging through trying to like be accountable for your own red flags and stuff. But all those things have context because there's two people involved mm -hmm. in these dynamics, right? So if the other person is making assumptions, you, you can't control that but you're right in those situations you should be like hold on a second yeah. pump your brakes yeah in the moment even though it's uncomfy but then you're like i don't want to walk away yeah but it's like <clears throat> we're outside it's sunny like i don't want to get into this fight right I now know. Like, i'm like don't make it fun like, can we just move on <laughs> yeah it was like after addressing it yeah i'm like yeah just keep it pushing but that's those things are like lessons that we should learn to implement where like if someone you, do you know what I mean? Like when someone gives us criticism or feedback, mm-hmm. then just like keep it pushing. And then you should be able to do that for other people. And you have to lead to keep it pushing too. Like mm-hmm. not to hang on to just be like, cool. Like let's go have a fucking cocktail. Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our challenge of the week. We're going to address someone. Good. I hope you guys do. If you need support. Let me know. I'll give you a script. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I brought us straight back to the top. <laughs> so communication is obviously paramount. But you know what I also think is paramount? Understanding. I read that on Instagram. Like, communication doesn't mean shit if the person is not willing to, like, understand. So both important. Has there ever been a time that you remember where you were honest with a friend about something, like their red flags, and it actually improved your relationship with them? Like, are there positive stories about addressing this for you guys? Uh, yeah, I, I can. With Jimmy, for sure. Um, it's a nice, it's actually one nice thing to be in a relationship with someone who, like it's, it takes time, but he will take something away and action that item. I had to get to the point where I would address it because mm-hmm. I would just be like, no, I'm just pissed and I won't say why. And I, but then I realized like it was on one test. I'm like, bro, like you don't get me anything for like a Valentine's Day. Like on Valentine's Day, you're taking me on an eight hour snowmobiling trek, like you're doing, like it's always about like shit you want to do. And then I finally lost it, which is not the way to go. But I did say, I'm like, no, I want, I treat me like, cause we were, we were really good friends. I'm like, treat me like your girlfriend, mm-hmm. buy me some fucking flowers. And then when you buy me flowers, don't buy me funeral flowers. This is how I want them to look. <laughs> and like, this is, a, and he picked up on it and there's nothing more incredible than like giving someone feedback and then taking it away and doing something about it. Like that, that's a great relationship. So that made me mirror like that, that in our relationship mm-hmm. too. Cause it made it safe for him to do that with you too. Yes. And you're like, oh, yes. I don't want to take it, but fine. Yeah. But when you have come from a toxic place, mm-hmm. another thing, and I've been seeing memes about this too, when you come from a toxic place and then it's not toxic anymore, sometimes you just want to fuck shit up. Like you're like, I'm just going to make this shit toxic because yeah. I'm so addicted to the toxic behavior. Yeah. It's a big, it's a lot of work to get away from that and that things can be fine, fine and peaceful. Norm, exactly. Not chaotic. Yeah. No. What about you, P? Um, I'd say like the first idea or memory that came into my head was my old old roommate we were really good friends lived together but i was like literally a housekeeper oh no because she was so messy all the time and i struggled to even like bring it up but after we actually had a conversation she's like oh my god and she has like the heart of gold so for the first six months i'm like it's fine like i'll clean i'll like i'll cook like it was such a situation literally i was Fully. Fully the housewife. Yeah. Mm. Got it. You're the and, staff. And a working girl. Yeah. And, and paying for your your portion of everything. Mm. So anyways, when we had that conversation, she didn't even realize. Like, wow. So in that moment, you're like, oh my God. Give people a chance. That's yes. a good, yeah. Give people a chance. Yes. And then there was changed behavior. So. That's beautiful. Love that. Ladies. What is something you've experienced in a friendship that initially did not seem like a red flag that turned out to be one? Mm. Someone like that complains about everybody else, right? Mm. It's like one of those people that talk shit about other people. And sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I want the hot goss. Like I, yeah, like you're listening. And then you realize, 
And it's true. All of these Instagram quotes are true. Someone's talking to you about somebody else. I promise you they're talking about you to somebody else. That was like a, a big red flag with someone. Maybe it's just say like somebody who can never be like, hey, here's maybe what I could have done better. Mm-hmm. Like where it's always that every other thing that like fucked up a situation. And that's like a huge red flag for me. I'm like, mm, what do you mean? Like you, you didn't behave poorly at all. Ever. Yeah. You're always good. Got it. Now let's go on to the workplace. There's another subsection of our conversation. What questions can you ask during an interview process to identify potential workplace red flags? Ooh. What is the, what is the minority slash racialized makeup of your staff? Ooh. You're like, am I your token? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what does your staff look like? Because that's, some, that's something that I'm, I would ask if I was in the market for another job. I'm not trying to go to another place where nobody looks like me. That's mm-hmm. just, just not going to work. I'm thinking back to our Serena episode. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, go, like, we should just literally link Put that episode. Mm-hmm. Here. Um, I would say like overall team cohesion. Like I find the interview process so impersonal Yeah, because people just do like a 30 minute mm-hmm. interview and suddenly you're in the workplace. It should almost be like, hey, can I come to your office yeah. for the day? See how, see, the vibes. see who the team is, see the yeah. dynamic, the way people talk to each other. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's really good. So how would you navigate becoming comfortable setting workplace boundaries without feeling like it messes with your ability to advance your career? Okay. I can take this on <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of my team. Cause I'm all, I'm like, it's like if we had HR, I should run it for, for, I should. Yeah. I'm you like, should. I'm like, Guys, <laughs> you have to also have to set your boundaries because all, in in our company, we work with other companies, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that ends up happening is is everybody becomes kind of a liaison between the other company. And I can only advocate to tell our staff, uh, stop answering their emails at a certain time of night. And don't let them, if you're on vacation and they're calling you and texting you, you have to set that boundary because once you said you're out of office, but you gave them your cell phone number and they're texting you, I can't get into your phone to tell you to stop <laughs> responding to them. So I think it's super important for us to set the boundaries as owners of the business to say, I don't expect you to be working over hours. Mm-hmm. I don't expect you to be um, a slave to our clients, but then the staff also have to take those boundaries to the next level where they're enforcing those boundaries because I can't protect you when I'm not around you, you know? And then it ends up, we end up having a staff that's completely by the end of the year, they just want to kill themselves, Yeah, you know, because in this business, everybody thinks PR is like PR and events is like so glam and so fun, <laughs> but it's like, you never fucking sleep. You Ever. won't because we have a lot of anxious people that we work with. So for anybody who's looking for a calm, cool, quiet, collective job, go work at a library and not in PR and events. This is not the space for you, friend. But also when you work in it, you know, protect yourself, protect your time. And then also advocate for yourself when you to your employer. And if you need help. Oh, my God. What are some red flags that your colleagues demonstrate that signal you're working in a toxic environment? (laughs) Oh, no, I don't like when people throw people under the bus. That shit will send me over the fucking edge. That's very toxic because you're not looking out for your team. You're not looking, especially when you're doing it to like people who are your subordinate, you are responsible for your team. And I know it's hard when people do it to you or like when you've been in situations in the workplace where you've been treated shitty by other employers or, you know, bosses. And so it's like you're taught to do that. And then you start demonstrating that behavior. But I don't don't fuck with that Mm -mm. ever. I mean, and guilty we've had over the years toxic environments in our workplace mm-hmm. right and it's hard to get a handle on it as an owner of like like it's it's like your your constant it's like a, you have like a pot and there's all these holes and you keep on trying to fill them because <laughs> it's all different personalities that you're trying to manage and trying to build a team that's cohesive that actually is a team that's mm-hmm. gelled rather than everybody fighting for position like it's game of thrones literally so it's like it is so important that people see each other like a team and they like each other and get along than rather than being like, well, if I shit on this person, then mm-hmm. my boss is going to like me more. 
and that person it, it just yeah yeah even just inclusion as a whole like coming into a team and feeling like you're welcome yeah. and mm. for people who are starting a new job or kind of seeking a job it's like you want to feel included from the yes. beginning and it's not like a cliquey mm-hmm. situation because that's so easy on mm-hmm. on bigger teams especially too so looking out for people who are treating you with open i mean welcoming you with opening with open arms reach i'm never going back to corporate guys um ooh, dating red flags guys this, this one's gonna be spicy What's a red flag you ignored at the beginning of a relationship that ended up being the reason the relationship ended? I feel like this is a way better one for the both of you. I don't have a lot of serious relationships. <laughs> a guy who always talks badly about like other women, like not oh. in a, um, it's almost like that gossipy way that I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. When you have a friend who's always gossiping about other people. I had a, I had a boyfriend um, who would like, always talk about we worked in a club and he would always talk about the other bartenders as like oh she's so for lack of a better word slutty or like like mm, uh, she's crazy yeah, she's dating all these guys like you know so gross and ter- come to find out he would have the ones he talked about the most are the ones he's cheating on me with like mm. <laughs> mm. you know mm. Mm. don't so i'm like anytime do not ever speak badly of any other woman around me mm-hmm. yeah the way they or talk the about ex. their ex mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it. That's a big red flag. She's crazy. She says, yes. my good bitch. Yes. <clears throat> Is she? Mm. Yeah. No. And it's true. Trusting your gut. I think at the beginning of something new, when you're like, oh, this seems off, mm-hmm. you ignore it. Then six months go by. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That was off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just was sweeping it under the rug because when you're in it, the tunnel vision yes. becomes very real that is so true trust your intuition don't make up a story about somebody because you believe in the fairy tale you want to fit so badly mm. it's like buying that dress you're like i'm gonna fit into it you're not <laughs> yeah babe and even if, by the time you do you're not gonna like it anyway it's, and you're gonna be <laughs> so miserable because exactly. all you ate was fucking broccoli and dusty chicken for <laughs> eight weeks like you're not even gonna be able to stand babe you're probably gonna faint so <laughs> um okay this is a good one what's the best way to tell like your friend or that someone that they're dating is exhibiting red flag behavior i mean it's also dependent on your relationship with the person because like to you two i tell you right like 10 times before you even want to hear it i'd be like Mm -hmm. yeah nope (laughs) (laughs) just so you know guys it's called coco's finishing school she's very mean teacher like very very like i literally i'm like i don't know tell coco she's gonna she gonna, i know what she's yeah. gonna say she'd be mad oh my god so mad <laughs> that's when you know it's and wrong Polar will be like so i'm like don't even tell me <laughs> i told you not to talk to that one i told you <laughs> she's like remember when i said it we'll do <laughs> but don't stop to like, stop don't not tell me because <laughs> <I'm like, "Yeah." laughs> like, mm-hmm. but that's the best part i don't know i like that i like that shit <laughs> yeah but then there's other relationships but i know that people can't handle it yeah. like mm-hmm. because also I, I am not one to, I, I've been divorced, okay? So if I can admit that I'm not a fucking expert, okay? Uh, at picking the right person. <laughs> but, um, and my relationship isn't perfect that I'm in right now. And I can say that all up and down all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as soon as you start if, so, to tell someone something that's not open to get that feedback, they'll be like, oh, and then they'll start picking apart, apart your horse, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes people just aren't ready to receive. Yeah. The deflection. There is. Yeah. very real. Yeah. No, I've had some friends in toxic, yeah. toxic relationships. I think that's also really hard because that's their person. Mm-hmm. And like, who am I to say, you know? Yeah. But I do think it's important when there are. Yes. Like, especially when it's known, like. I know your boyfriend is cheating on you. Yeah. And Bro. I found out and I have the, like, it's yes. my duty. It to is your you. duty. You do. I've, I've been in situations where friends haven't told me cause they, they would just figure that I wouldn't do anything mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it or they were protecting themselves in their situation. Nope. And no, don't do that. I ladies and gentlemen. You to the next not. oblivion. Mm-hmm. If you're my fucking friend and you don't tell and me, and you hear a lick of like any, anything and you don't red flag no. behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also feel like take it with a grain of salt because also some people like to make up stories. So like there's no need to create drama that isn't necessary. But like if you have photo proof, let me tell you, send that on. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was thinking like send the receipts in these situations when it's like you're if it's your legit homie, like I think we have to make a distinction Mm -hmm. between like your person and like anyone else. But 
you shouldn't be worried about like not trying to upset them because guess what? This information might upset them, Mm -hmm. but that's cool. You're allowed to be upset and that's fine. Like, but just don't be, there's also that person that like wants your relationship to fail. And I think that's why some people are super protective about their relationship. Don't be that person. That's always kind of like listening to, nonsense mm-hmm. right or or they've been hurt before you've been hurt before so you you're just like judging everything that's happening oh, yeah, no. what red flag have you ever been called out for exhibiting in a relationship jealousy <laughs> trust issues <laughs> trust issues i don't uh, know if that's a song it is it's a drink is it oh yeah, okay trust is that how it goes yeah <laughs> okay. we'll insert it okay we'll add it i mean maybe we won't we'll get kicked off spotify for running that but it's fine <laughs> oh yeah that's major major red flag i think like when you have trust issues you really have to work on it. i still have to work on it tons of therapy to go through that what does you call it anxious oh anxious attachment as- anxious Anxious attachment style. Yes. Horrible. <laughs> Learning. I went down like a TikTok hole on it. I'm like, oh, is that me? Is that the baby? Yeah. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, I don't really have an answer for this one because I feel like, uh, again, no serious relationships. So if anybody's like not into my behavior, I don't give a no, but that's that's it. That's a red flag we've been working on with you. IDGAF mentality. This is like you're scared, like you're stomping people off really because you're like, nah, nah, next. And I was just but like stomping people off who we didn't want. No, recently. Uh, I know recently, recently, but but we had to curtail it. No, we did. Rather than it being like fuck everybody, always you're all the same. You're all going to be this. You're all going to be that. Was just like putting a little bit of tenderness around people talking to you, no, and then all of a sudden they're falling at your feet, and you're like, I didn't want you anyways, but, <laughs> but now I didn't punch you in the face. Exactly. Now, now <laughs> I was being much nicer. Yeah. The delivery like, change. Yeah, That's exactly. All. It was a delivery change. I can go ahead and pay for my own we dinner because I don't need your money, exactly. sir. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you don't pay dinner. I'm like, oh, do you need help with that? <laughs> nope. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. And I'll never talk to you again. But I now I also still don't care. <laughs> but in a good way. We softened ourselves. Yeah. We softened ourselves. As far as we can soften me. Mm, yeah. Another one. I, I'm, I think... I, a lot of women, I think a lot of us can be um, almost perfectionists in a sense. Um, when we were raised, like we have to be the smartest, the most put together, mm. like so that there can be no reason why. Nothing to pick apart. Yes. To the point that it's like you work very hard to never be wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. Red flag. Clear. Yes. Me. And, and so then I had to, Cleo actually helped me with this in learning like, you know, even though maybe you're you don't you're not wrong wrong your interpretation or how you're making somebody feel it's if wrong. you're constantly telling them they're wrong and you're <laughs> right all the fucking time doesn't sit well with people so having to acknowledge there's this really good guy on um, TikTok that I'll send to you yes, who fine. is like one of these therapists that somehow late at night when I'm fucking annoyed with Jimmy <laughs> I get hit all his stuff starts coming exactly to what me you need. yeah exactly what but I need timing. but he's like you know you may be right but if you're constantly right the person's not going to take your feedback anymore because they just feel like you're always on the, mm-hmm. on the attack right mm-hmm. so that was a red flag that I've been working on too we need the therapist mm-hmm. oh. tell us a red flag you identify in a potential partner that immediately immediately gets them cancelled <laughs> They start the list. Yeah, I was like, there's a, there's a lot. Search your engines, ladies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like for me right now, um, one, and I've spoken about it before, but one of my really big things that I'm like hyper-focused on is someone not being open. So if you are not open in any way or like willing to try to be open, that is, is a deal breaker for me. And that could be like, you know, anything from like trying new foods or like being like excited to do stuff. Or if I meet someone and they're like anti-LGBTQ or like any of that shit, I'll fucking send you. I'm like, no, because that tells me personally that you're not going to be open to anything else. And and that just is not what works for my life. You know, we live we have a we live a big life and it's juicy and fun and things are always changing and we're on the go and. But I don't want to be with somebody, you know, intimately who's not open to discussion. Yes. <laughs> so that is deuces. a major, major mm-hmm. need. Yeah. In the relation. Um, red flag, I'd say 
I feel like there's a better term, but insecurity, just because that stems other behavior. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we all have our insecurities and get insecure, yeah. which is totally normal. But I think off the bat, when someone's not confident in themselves and they almost use it as an mm. opportunity to put you down oh. or to discredit, like, you know, Coco feels it. <laughs> The reddest of the flags. <laughs> the giant red flag. Uh, fuck. Yes. Yes. P. Send them. Smart lady. But it's true. And, and, and this is what I love about our podcast because we are multi-generational, mm-hmm. essentially. And the fact you're younger and you, you can see that because it took me a very long time because what happens a lot of times with insecurities, they get masked as like almost like a strength. Yeah. Yes. And that's especially oh, in men. That's mm-hmm. the biggest mind fuck ever. You think this person is so smart and so with it and so together. And meanwhile, that insecurity ends up taking away your security. Oh God, this question's impossible, guys, but let's see what you got. What's a bigger red flag? Being incapable of apologizing or not wanting to make the relationship public? <laughs> Two very different uh, Totally things. different. I know, but I mean, I think. Well, in your personal relationship, it, it would have to be apologizing. But in the idea of if you take into the, the, the idea of somebody like trust even and someone doesn't want to go public with you like that, those are two mm-hmm. apologizing and trust. I don't know. I think they're very different things. Like, what do you guys sure. think? Mm, I don't have an answer for this one. I agree. I think these are just this is just designed to be a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> Apples and oranges. Hmm. When your partner has exhibited red flag behavior, what allowed you to make excuses for them or to see past it? Oh, myself. Definitely me. Yeah, I mean, self-justifying is huge. Like, if I love somebody, I know that, like, I become my ability to be more understanding and more reasonable or tolerant of things that I otherwise wouldn't be. It expands a lot more. So, like, I would say I take accountability because I've let like a lot of shitty shit happen in a lot of relationships because I was like so concerned with being reasonable and understanding and being like, okay, maybe like they didn't mean that or maybe whatever. And that's all me. Like that I a hundred percent would say it's just me wanting to be like the person who like didn't give up or like, mm-hmm. you know, I did every possible thing the I people could. People pleaser. Yeah. Agreeable. And, yeah. And my therapist said it to me that's the one thing because i said those exact words i was like i don't know like before i like give up on this i want to like see it to the end and she's like but your goal marker keeps moving Mm. she's like so there's never an end she's like why do you feel the need to have done every single thing humanly possible before you stop this she's like you wouldn't allow someone to do this cleo in your normal day-to-day life if you met them on the street so that that should still apply especially for someone who you love and who loves you back it should actually apply at like a higher level and that's when i was like Oh, it's me. It's me. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Shit. Uh, I think after being divorced, I'm just like, don't, I don't make a lot of excuses for, for my partner. I, I mean, maybe that's why I had to learn how to um, calm it down a bit and be like, okay, let's talk this through rather than be like, get the fuck out. Like in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, no, I'm done here. See you later. Time for you to leave. You're done. You're done. I'll be single until I die. It's just like, whoa. You're like literally sitting there sipping your fucking wine. You're like, bye. (laughs) See you never. Even though I don't mean that, but that's like a protection Mm -hmm. thing. Mm. Cold blooded. (laughs) After navigating some serious red flags in this conversation, let's talk all about green flags. What would you ladies identify as one green flag you value most in friendships, dating, and the workplace? Um, I think overall in all three of those categories is the ability to take feedback, the ability to be accountable. And that doesn't always mean you just have to take the blame for everything. Um, I is think this in workplace? Oh, sorry, is this- in all of them. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's like super applicable across all boards. I, um, and yeah, like I said, it doesn't mean you have to take the blame for everything, but it does mean that you have to be like, hey, here's how I understood the situation. I Here's how I could have done better. You know, here's what you did in the situation because i think that's important like the feedback's important if i didn't do something right either but yeah those for sure it i think ability to take feedback is so important too where you like can come to somebody with something really hard and you're not gonna be met with 
like aggression, mm-hmm. even if it's fucking hard conversation to have, that's for me essential as a human being. I would say trust in friendships, dating in the workplace. I feel like you can feel your most comfortable self when you trust the people that you're surrounding yourself with and the partner that you choose to be with. And then of course, building that up with new people that you meet. Trust is a good one. Green flags. You guys have said some really good ones. Um, um, people that are able, like we talked about accountability. We talked about trust. I think also um, the ability to listen. So mm. a lot of people are so tied up in giving their own opinion about something or it being me centered. And I think it's really great. A super green flag is someone who's like, I, I when you're someone who listens, um, I, I'm so hyper aware of people who don't. And so when you're talking and someone's actually quiet, it's fucking wild because it doesn't happen. Most mm-hmm. of the time people are interjecting. I, it's my turn. I need to. And so to have a massive green flag is someone who is very good, uh, is a decent listener, even not even very good, a yeah. decent listener. Oh, I like it's that. a skill. We just gave some really great stuff, I think, guys. Hmm. That was a goodie. Well, everybody, we, we are back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Conversations with Coco and Friends. I know it's been a little bit of a dicey summer for our episodes because hashtag life and events and all the things that are going on. But you know the drill. Rate, comment, subscribe. Leave us some great feedback. We missed you. We did. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.